Hello everyone, welcome to the Unapologetically Christian Podcast. I'm your host KG and I'm back with another one and we've been discussing a lot of heavy topics lately um, but today we're going to have a really light conversation. Today we have a really special guest, her name is Akusha and I'm going to give her the opportunity now to introduce herself. Hi everyone, well as KG said my name is Akusha, I'm from Grenada. Um, I enjoy writing by profession. I am a field staff worker with the ministry. I do data collection and I'm looking forward to this podcast. Doesn't she sound so nice? Isn't that a nice accent? (laughs) (laughs) So our topic for today is um, the love of God. And this was a topic presented by Akusha. So I know she's passionate about this topic. So we're just going to have a short discussion about the love of God. And you know, um, even in a time like this, it's important that we still show forth Christ in everything we do. Even in our um, isolated states, we should show forth um, Christ because we know everybody has a social media account. Everybody's online. So it's incumbent upon us as uh, the church, as Christians, to portray Christ in whatever way we can. So my first question to Akusha is, um, what do you define as the love of God? To me, one word that comes to mind when I hear the love of God is unconditional. Like, no matter what it is, he, he will love you. And that's the stunning thing about it. That's the thing that caught me at first. Well, you just asked for that. I don't want to go too in-depth right now. But mm-hmm. um, what I could say that I define as the love of God, the word that comes to mind is unconditional. Yeah. And I think that's really true. And it's a quality that we, when you first get saved and you understand the state that God is saving you from, the state that you're coming from into his love, it's a quality that plunges you even deeper into him or it should plunge you deeper to understand that uh, as the bible says while you were yet a sinner and in your sin and dead in trespasses god made you alive and he died for your sins while you were while you weren't paying attention to him while you were not loving him he was loving on you and i think as humans it's we are to portray the love of god but it's so hard to um, show unconditional love to people because at the slightest (laughs) somebody steps on your toe and sometimes the first thing you want to say out of your mouth is nothing good (laughs) right so it's it's really amazing that god really does love us no matter what and he has all good intentions for us so uh, my next question is how do you think we can show the love of god to people um, while we're here on earth it's being there for someone because if if i could go ahead and share an experience that, that's okay right? yes that's fine right so well i grew up in church so it's basically i know every sunday i have to go to church every wednesday is bible study so i wasn't i could say that i wasn't given the the time to fall in love with christ right mm-hmm. and when i was 17 I had an encounter and 
I felt like it was only me. Um, my sisters were there, my brothers were there, but I, I kept feeling feeling so alone, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I just needed somebody to to just be there with me at all times. And uh, yeah, my sisters told me that you know they were there for me and and so on, and that meant that meant so much. So when I say be there for someone is a way to show to show the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you could give them something, you could give somebody money, you could give them a house, you could give them a car, but in that emotional state, you need to be there for them. You need to be, you need to be that friend and connect them to Christ. Show them that Christ is the way that He is the one that can give you this this peace. Because I'm trying to find words to explain it. And it's like the words just not coming because it's like there is there is this peace when you think about the love of God. There is this peace that you have, like everything is like you're you're walking on, you're walking on water, you're walking on the clothes. You know? There's this, there's this peace. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And it is hard to describe God, right? Because the Bible yeah. says his ways are past finding out. Like it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain God because he's so beyond our finite mind. He's so beyond the things that we can comprehend and the things that we think about and the way we understand things. He's so far beyond that. That, yeah, you're right, finding words is is hard. Yeah. And I think another part of showing the love of, of God is um, not being judgmental. Because yeah, that's right. God is like the vilest of the vile of the vile. People who we in society would write off and say, you don't deserve a spot in society because of what you did. Or you don't deserve... Um, some of the benefits society provides because of what you did, because of whatever law you broke or whatever moral sin you committed. And God looks at those people and still says, I am here for you, like you said. Right? And uh, for us as humans to be there for people who have wronged us in an extreme way and maybe wronged others in an extreme way, it's... How do we, how do we even get to that point of saying, you know what, I know what you did, it's wrong. Yes, you're going to pay um, for what you did based on society's laws or whatever, if you broke a law, but God still loves you. How do you think we as humans can get to that point of not just saying, God still loves you, but I love you? Because sometimes people do stuff to you and we like to say, Oh, I've forgiven them. I got over it. But to talk to that person, I would never speak to them again. <laughs> right? So have you really forgiven them and are you really over it? So how do you get to that point? Um, that point where God is at to say, yes, I see you and I see your sin. But here comes the blood of Jesus to cover you. And I, I no longer see you, but I see Christ. How do we get to that point as humans? How do you, What do you think? Well, to... To get to that point, I believe that you will have to experience the love of God. I would say that because, for example, you can be selling you can be selling a product and you like you're selling a cream. You're saying that okay, the cream the cream works, 
but you haven't tried out the cream for yourself. Right. But to say but to saying to someone here, look, use this cream, you to take out the max on your face, but you you haven't used it yourself. You you have not tested it and proven it. So right. once you have been in a position and God's love has pulled you out from that position, then you would be able to say, you know what? You was in that position before. So then you would so then you would be able to then um you will be able to better explain to them that's right and i think that's a that's a really good point like how can you go out there and say to anybody oh come experience the love of god and you haven't had an experience with god and i think i think that's a an issue with evangelizing in the church it's like we go out there to tell people about christ and what he's done for us but we're not telling them about um the god that we know we're telling them about the god that our parents know because we've been going to church just because our parents made us go to church and we don't actually have that relationship with god to experience to experience him in that way but we go out there trying to speak to people and they can sense that you're not genuine and that what you're saying it's like you're just talking right you're just giving them talking points so you're right experience is um experience is valuable in getting to that point of here's the love of god and i also think it's important to understand that um sin is sin so someone who murders someone and you who have never committed murder in your life but you don't know christ in the eyes of god you're on the same level as long as you have not accepted christ and yeah. And God looks on you and the blood of Christ is not being applied to your life. Like Christ died for everyone's sin, but it's a gift and you must accept it. Salvation is a gift that you have to accept. If I put something in a pretty package and I bring it to you and I give it to you and I say, here, I have this gift for you and you don't take it. Then you'll never know what's in the box. You haven't accepted the gift. I can't say you have that gift because you never accepted it from me. You never took it from me, right? So it's the same thing um, with, um, with Christ. If we have not accepted salvation, if you have not accepted Christ and you have not accepted the free gift of salvation, everyone is on the same level. It's when you've accepted Christ now that you now are rid of that sin and God can see you as a clean, spotless vessel. So I think it's important to, to understand that sin is sin and the person who murders and you who have never committed murder, if you have not accepted Christ, you're on the same um, playing field. And once you understand that, then it's hard to look at other people and and say, oh my gosh, how can I love this person? Or how can I show love to this person um, yeah. when there's such a, a bad, you know, when there's such a sinner and there's such a bad person? Because then you'll understand that you're you're basically the same person without Christ, right? So yeah. I, w- I also want to talk about um, the, th- some people, they build up this caricature of God. So they have God as either all love or they have God as this man in the sky on a chair on the clouds that's sitting with a lightning bolt waiting for you to do something to strike you with lightning. So they either have God as all love or all judgment 
And you often hear people saying, oh, how can a God of love let these things happen? And how can a God of love allow for this, right? So people have, there's there's that argument that people bring up all the time. So how, how do you see the love of God encompassing God and his love and pulling you out of sin, but also God and his judgment and allowing things to happen in your life? Well, in, 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 in general, a parent, I would, um, would like to relate him to a parent in this case, right? Um, a parent loves, loves their child, right? Mm-hmm. Loves their child so much so that they would use, that they would use form correction. Right. And I see it as the same with God. He loves us unconditionally. But sometimes when I would say that you go against his will right. or or he, he sees you going down a path and he, he knows at the end of that path is destruction and he needs to give you a, a shaking up then. Right. Right? That that will be done in in but in all his firmness he does it because he loves us. Right. I won't deny the fact that when persons say that, um, watch the the idea given him sitting in the chair with the lightning bolt and so on. Yes, he 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 is firm, but that is so because he loves us. Yeah. Right, and I agree with that. And I think the parent-child relationship is the best illustration of that. If I can use another analogy, um, Grandma used to tell me. Um, Sometimes I'd want to go somewhere and she'd say, no, you're not going there. And I say, but why my friend and them, everybody's going there. And she would tell me that if there's a fence, I shot, she's tall. She could see there's a dog over the fence. I cannot see the dog over the yeah. fence, but that's where I want to yeah. go. I want to go over the fence. She said, I am, I am trying to protect you from that dog on the other side of the fence where you want to go from i don't want that dog to bite you i don't want you to get hurt so that's what that's why i don't want you going there so you may not see it but i i see it right so i think it's the same thing with god and i think it's uh you have to trust god to allow that to happen right if you don't trust god then you'll constantly be complaining and thinking he's out to get you instead of thinking that he's out for your well-being right and i think another part of love is correction if I love my children, I'm going to correct them. You cannot tell me you love your children and you see them going down the wrong path and you just say, oh, you don't correct them when they're small. Yeah. They take stuff and they hide it. And you say, where did you get this from? And they lie. You don't correct them. You just say, okay, that's fine. And they grow up in that state and they stay in that state. That's not love. Love to me, part of love is correction as well. Um, I also think that um, the love of God has a great role to play in personal relationships, such as husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend. You know, um, you, you believe so as well? What's also, your also take on that? If you don't mind me asking the question. I do believe that because I believe that if you love your, <clears throat> if you understand the love that God has been showing to you, then that love will also be extended in whatever relationships you have with other yeah, humans. To be reflected. Right. So if the love you have for your spouse 
should mirror that love. The love you have for your children should mirror that love. The love you're developing with someone you're in a courtship with, as you said, your boyfriend or your girlfriend, that love should be mirrored there as well. And they should also be mirrored with um, the stranger. Because like I said, the Bible said while we were yet um, in sin, right? So, and that means you were a stranger from God. God, you didn't know God. God knew you, but you didn't know him. So you were a stranger, right? And while you were in that stranger um, position, he still extended love to you and died for you. So even for the stranger, I think we have yeah. to show that love. So let's get a little bit deeper into um, the topic of God um, loving us unconditionally. Because there are people who, um, like I said before, they believe that if God loves you, then why would he let certain things happen? So there are people who believe that if God loves us unconditionally, then why do we have to keep his laws to prove our love to him? If God loves us unconditionally, why would he send people to hell? If God loves us unconditionally, then why are there people starving in certain parts of the world and certain wars are happening, etc., etc., etc.? So um, what do you say to those people who pin the love of God up against those um, type of things? So I would say that God's love is unconditional according to his grace and his mercy. So you are a sinner. So you are a murderer, you are a thief, and he loves you still. But you're wondering, if, if his love is unconditional, why is he sending you... Why, why is it that he has a hell there? there, there is a hell? If his, if his love is so unconditional, why is it that there, there are wars in other parts of the world? That's why I said that his love is unconditional according to his grace and his mercies. He loves you. That is why he died for you. He loves you. That, that is why he gave, he, he gave you the opportunity to repent and come to him. Um, to the people who says that um you know they're just saying that god loves perfectly and hates perfectly right because of um because of the things that happen in the world like we said but but i reconcile that with humans were created with free will if god says this is the wages of sin it is death hell was prepared for the devil and his angels but if you want to go there you are free to do so. Go there. I am giving you a free gift to uh, so, so that you don't have to go there. I'm giving you the warning so you don't have to go there. But if you want to do everything in your power to disobey and go there, then that's on you. I don't think that's a, a comment on God's love. I think that's a comment on man's disobedience. You're the one that chose, right? You chose death. You didn't choose life. You chose death. Life was presented to you freely here and you, you decided to to do everything in your, in your power to go against that so i don't think that's a that can be accredited to god at some as something that he does and to speak of the atrocities of of um, of man i always say to people can you think of how much worse it would be if nobody believed in god can you imagine if um we didn't have this inner conscience like um telling us the holy spirit telling us what is right and what is wrong can you imagine if the whole world decided that we're not going to believe in god anymore then would that be a comment again on 
God or would that be a comment on us as humans? So to me, this idea of God loving you if you keep his commandments and if you do this and he's going to send you to hell and all this, all these things, I don't think they hold water because we have free will and both sides of the coin are there. Salvation is there and hell is there and you are choosing where you want to go. God's not choosing for you. You're the one making those decisions. God, is there anything else that you think is important for um, our listeners to to know about the love of God? Well, um, I would um, give a few tips, right, on how, how is it that we can increase our love of God or increase our love in relationship with God, right? Um, well, since, since, since God is love, I would say that the closer we get to him, the better we have an understanding of, of love or understanding of the love of God, right? Um, the, the closer we get to him, the more profound it is that we, that we experience love. And, um, well, seeking, seeking God in, in getting to, to know him and to know his love, it's much, it would be much more than, um, just prayer or supplication. It would be getting our thoughts and our actions aligned with that, with the will of God. Getting in depth in his word, seeing places in his word, um, scriptures where he expresses his love for us or stories as to where he expresses love to his people. You know, getting, getting to know him more, getting closer to him, that will increase, increase our love for him. And I think you're right about increasing our love for him because he already, he is love. So all that right. he gives he us. He loves us unconditional. Right. So it's, it's really about us uh, um, expressing our love to him and to each other, right? As humans, to our yeah. brothers and sisters, right? So um, you're right about um, all those tips on, on ways because without reading the word of God, you know, it's, it's going to be pretty difficult for you to, to really grasp, to really grasp his love and to have a full understanding of his love. Right. So I think it is important that we do get into his word to really understand who he is and what he's about and, and how he loves us. And like we talked about before, part of his love is, is, um, how he redeemed us right through Christ. So I think it would be um, important even now at this time to say that if you're listening and you have not experienced the love of God, that it is there to be experienced. That um, that feeling you have when you're when you're lonely, when you're sad, when you feel like no one else yeah. is there for you, if you if you turn to God in those times, those feelings would um, they would never be right because you would know that God is is always there. The Bible says. Um, when mother and father forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. So even when humans have left you and have abandoned you, God never does that to us. He never leaves nor forsakes us. So if you're you're listening and you, you haven't experienced that love, it is there to experience. All you have to do is accept Christ as your Savior. You know, you repent of your sin. You acknowledge that you are a sinner and you're saved by grace. And Christ came and he died for you and you, you accept him into your heart. And you can begin to experience the love of God 
immediately. And I think um, um, it's, it's important for, for everyone to, to seek, seek to know God in that way. Don't seek to know God through anybody else. Don't seek to know him through what you hear other people say, but seek to know him for yourself. So you can speak effectively to, um, as to what the love of God is. Yeah. Um, I want to thank my guest, uh, Akusha, again for joining me today to talk about the love of God. It was a good topic. It was um, a good discussion. I really hope that if you're listening, you learned something or you chose to um, accept Christ as your Savior and to experience the love of God. And I'm hoping to have her back again soon whenever she has the time. Because, you know, a lot of people had time during this uh, quarantine, right? But now that things are opening back up, some people are going back to work now and, you know, things are changing again. So um, it's going to be another, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. You know, everybody everybody was busy all the time and you had quarantine and nobody was busy. And everybody's going to be busy again. But um, hopefully I'll have her back soon um, to discuss uh, another uh, topic of her um, that interests her. And um, once again, uh, my handle on Instagram is unapologetically.christian. Um, you can reach me at unapologeticallychristian at hotmail.com. Um, we're working on getting the podcast indicated on YouTube. Um, um, and that is soon to come. I'm also working on a website and merchandise. All that is soon to come. Um, I'll keep giving updates. And thank you to those people who have been listening to the podcast so far. Um, to the people in Germany, we have listeners in Germany. Can you believe it? <laughs> the people in Germany, thank you for listening. Um, I'm, I hope that this podcast is, is blessing you and it's um, being a, a source of comfort, of uh, relaxation for you in this time. And uh, yeah, that's it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening again. Um, this is KG signing out. Jesus saves. <laughs>